y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. We lived in, when I was in high school, we lived in Pennsylvania at the time. We were there for a total of a little over 10 years. Right. But I was in high school up there, and then I went to college in Virginia and in grad school, and then I moved here. So technically, I really only lived there for like four or five-ish years, Mm -hmm. but my parents stayed there, and that was the longest we'd lived in a single house. My parents are still in the same house where we moved when I was... Six months old, we lived in Dallas, and they still live there. Wow. And I, I'm not that soul. I can't yeah. live anywhere. I'm an adventurer. I have to keep going. See, I think I'm <laughs> like that because I'm so used to moving around as much as I have. But when I moved here, I was like, I like it here. I'll put some roots here. I'm going to stay here. But I'm coming up on four years and I'm like, oh, crap, what, I'm, what am I going to do when I hit the like seven year itch? <laughs> oh, no, I've already this this weekend. I just randomly started looking online for B&B's bed and breakfast for sale, like on the coast. And I just was like, I've got to I, I have a feeling that's probably where I'll end up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love my job. Mm-hmm. Love Chattanooga would move in a second. Yeah, I'm just just that type. I'm that way, you know. Started when I was 18. So it just I can't It sticks with you. I know. Well, <laughs> when I was 18, it was 1978. I mean, there was no cell phones to keep up with me. Um, no social media. I went to summer school in Hawaii and I stayed. That's cool. And I just, you know, I came back for I wanted to transfer. Dad said no. Mm-hmm. Transfer to Aha. Hawaii. See what you're doing here. <laughs> uh, so I, um, yeah, I went back at um, 19 and got off the plane with two suitcases and a newspaper. To, and, in Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Where in Hawaii? I lived on Oahu. When I first arrived there, of course, I was in the apartments for the university. Mm-hmm. So I went to the University of Hawaii and then uh, moved to the Waikiki area for... A little less than a year. Lived in a really bad area, but with mm-hmm. a really cool Swedish girl who oh, lived cool. in a in a studio apartment with her boyfriend, and um, it was in a really really bad area. But we had so much fun, and she is still a friend. How and does she someone... is back in Sweden, and she is very accomplished artist, gallery owner. Uh, she rides this particular type of horse where you. You dress up and you have these long skirts around. She's in these parades. Renata, I mean, I still have, I send her occasionally a picture I'll find. It's her <laughs> surfing on her head, you know. She'll she'll be like standing on her head surfing. But we live the whole local life. And mm-hmm. um, and then I just moved up into the mountains above Kahala. Okay. Which um, at that point, you know, I was still taking classes, had mm-hmm. two jobs, medical assistant. I was doing some modeling and just... Photographer so how does, here and there. How does someone from Sweden land in Hawaii? Just like I did. She and a couple of friends came over, and okay. I was an art major as well. Okay. So we all got we all got Artists along. Artists tend to find each other. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we tend to sort of migrate in the same. You know, I think everything we do, I don't care what you do, 
you will end up where you're supposed to be. Doesn't matter. I mean, I could be, I could have been a pre-med major Mm -hmm. and I probably would have still been doing what I'm doing. I just, I I really think, you know, people that say, oh, I've got to major in communications. I've got to major in journalism. I've got to major in this to do that. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. Not always. Not anymore. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're looking at an art major that's been a news anchor. Well, I can't. I've managed art galleries, been a news anchor, of course, traffic reporter on the radio, commercial talent, managed an orthodontic office, had my own orthodontic lab, have had two art businesses, drove limousines, was a photographer in Hawaii. So I just can't can't stop. I never stop learning, right? No, no. Um, so if you're just tuning in to this episode of the Nougabelle podcast, I am joined tonight by Beth Newhoff, who is a co-host on Chattanooga's morning show on Big 95.3. Mm-hmm. And Beth and I met a couple months ago now yeah. at Blue Fox Cheese Shop. There's the obligatory Blue Fox shout out. <laughs> I, I end up shouting them out in some degree in every episode. It just happens. You so. probably meet like four or five people, you know, we I'm gonna meet you at Blue Fox and meet you at Blue Fox. Pretty much. I mean, I'm almost there every weekend anyway, yeah. so I'm kind of the same way about the squirrel. Oh man. Like I'm always meeting somebody. Yeah. Um <laughs> I I love Ben, the exec chef there, but Ben, I'm still salty you took away yeah. my um, pork belly tacos. <gasps> I'm so with you. I miss those. I, I understand why you took them off the menu, Ben, but... But their fries are the bomb. Oh my gosh. The truffle fries? Yes. Right? <laughs> One of my favorite foods in the entire city. I'm with you on that. <laughs> so if I had to rank, like I have my favorite bars, my favorite restaurants, mm-hmm. my favorite like that and what you have at each one. Yes. Yeah. But if I had to rank my like favorite foods in Chattanooga, mm-hmm. the fries at Flying Squirrel and the fried pickles and pimento cheese at Public House would be like neck and neck. Ah, have you had the fries at the Boathouse? I have not, but I've Aha. heard good things. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely crave. I have my the dish. I typically, one of two I get at Boathouse. I crave fries. See, if I had a food truck, which is not always out of the question. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a bed and breakfast where I'll serve this for breakfast. But it would be called bubbles and fries. Because I would serve champagne mm-hmm. and french fries. And it would be awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what is the last meal you want? Champagne and french, french fries. fries. Yes. I French fries are my guilty pleasure. Me too. Friday. It's French Friday. Yes. Well, it's not yet. Not yet. But it's only a few days away. It is. Yeah, I and then there'll be another one seven days later. Exactly. Um, favorite type of French fry? Are you like wedge mm-hmm. steak fries, crinkle cuts? No, 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 no. I crinkle cuts. Now that's just classic. Mm-hmm. You go to a drive-in, like a a dairy dip or whatever mm-hmm. that is. They better have crinkle cut fries. Mm-hmm. None of this curly stuff. No, no curly fries. And be- and they better have a good hamburger to go with yes. it. But my favorite is olive oil fries. And that's why I like Boathouse so much. If When they cook them in olive oil, it just gives them such a great flavor. And they've got to be hot. Yes. Not too salty. Crispy, almost hollow, but not burnt. Mm-hmm. And... Mm. Fluffy on the inside. Yes. Almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Not, not steak fries. Not like potato-y. 
Yeah, steak fries have a, a time and place, and their time and place is not on my plate. Um, <laughs> now, what do you think about sweet potato fries? I love them. But without? Salt and pepper. Oh, no. You like cinnamon and sugar? Oh, no, 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 no. No. Okay. <laughs> I see I'm not from these parts. Okay. I moved here from Boulder, Colorado. Right. So, yes, cinnamon, sugar, sweet, sweet potatoes, it's not on my... So, I like... A little bit of cinnamon and butter on like a baked sweet potato. Mm -hmm. Not a lot, but just enough. But on like sweet potato fries, I want salt, pepper, paprika. Ah, um, they're good for you too. A dash of garlic powder. <laughs> I'm not huge on garlic, so I only use it just to give enough of a flavor right. to like take it up a notch. But See, that's nobody it. can tell me something in olive oil, which is good for you. Sweet potatoes, which is good for you. And a little bit of pepper, which is good for you, mm -hmm. can't be good for you. Right? <laughs> it's all in saying. one. <laughs> all in one. It's girl think. It's like the equivalent of wine is made of grapes and grapes are a fruit, so wine is healthy. <laughs> from my heart. <laughs> and really, how many glasses are in a bottle? I think there's one. Yeah. <laughs> I love those like wine bottle toppers. That It's like the glass funnel that you just stick in the top of the wine and it's like, sure, That's I only insane. had one glass. I know. Technically. Liver, shut up, Liver. You're okay. You're fine. <laughs> right. So you mentioned earlier all the things you've done in your life, which well, spans a very wide variety. 41 years. Yes. Well... That's not counting high school. True. Um, I think I'm older than people think I am. You don't look as old as you said you were. Yeah. I graduated high school in 78. You're around my parents' age. I have kids 28 and 26. Okay, I'm 27. So we're yeah. all about the same age. My parents graduated in 79. So yeah, yeah about the same early. age. Yeah. So the first thing you mentioned is you started in art. Mm -hmm. Um, How... Did you land in that? And what were your like styles or mixed media mm -hmm. or inspirations? Mm -hmm. Actually, I knew in second grade I was going to, I had this, this art thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember exactly what I made. It was a paper mache, lime green and hot pink. If you're from the 70s, you get this. <laughs> um, paper mache bunny. And it was the best creation. I used to get mad at the kids that would eat the paste. Like that was... <laughs> The peppermint paste on the stick thing. Yep. It was like, don't eat the paste. You know, I was just always the the art person. So in... F All right, I got to tell you. So in fourth grade, a friend of mine had two older brothers. Mm -hmm. The older brothers taught her, told her... I don't know if they taught her. That'd be kind of gross. <laughs> They told her everything about the birds and the bees and all of that sort of thing. Okay. Taught her everything about sex. So she, in turn, at recess, told us. Mm -hmm. and it, this is 1970. Okay. Okay. So this is a year before we had the, the film where they separated the girls and the guys mm -hmm. and did all that. Oh, yeah. So one day it was raining and Lynn and <laughs> Kay... And Keith and myself, we couldn't go out for recess. So we stayed inside and we started drawing what she was telling us. Oh, my. I wasn't a bad artist. <laughs> and they were pretty graphic. <laughs> so after recess, crunch it up, throw it away. Enter teacher, who looks in trash can, takes it out. 
Oh no. Opens it up. And my day was over. <laughs> so. Did you sign it? No, but this was in the days where they paddled people out in, ah. the, in the hall. So she took all of us and lined us up against the brick wall mm-hmm. and gave, and, and we had to then tell her which ones we drew. Then we had to sign them. And I said, well, I drew part of it. Well, which part? Well, then I drew part of it and then I drew all of it. That, I, I will never forget this. This is 10 years old. So parents were called. Uh-huh. I hid under my sheets until <laughs> my dad got home. And now being a parent, mm-hmm. I know they laughed. And they wondered, where did she get this? <laughs> and they asked me and I told them. Mm-hmm. And I was grounded for a week, but I was called a little artist from then on. <laughs> so my fate was set. I, in high school, I received the art award on mm-hmm. class night. I was always the one that drew the gigantic run-through posters for the football team. Yeah. I was cheerleader. Mm-hmm. My senior year, I was mascot, so I was completely silly. Mm-hmm. And it carried on into being starting out in graphic design, mm-hmm. then moving to, I wanted to be a medical book illustrator, but they said I had to be pre-med. And uh-huh. I said, well, that's a waste of time. I might as well be a doctor. So I said no. So then I I turned into studio art, and I was a printmaker, and I was a lithography major. And um, where where does that take one? I'm now a host of a morning show. On (laughs) (laughs) so if you're a lithography major, you're probably going to end up hosting. So what's lithography? I feel like this is something I knew at one time and Mm -hmm. have since forgotten. Lithography. Okay, so it's a style of of printmaking. I did a lot of limestone lithography, so I had a gigantic limestone, and this was, uh, we had some chemicals in there that I think that's why my professor was so like, (laughs) (laughs) it was a little on the wonky side, because you breathe it. There was Mm -hmm. a a lot of carcinogenic chemicals in printmaking, Um, probably still are, they've probably made them kinder to our inhalant, well, people probably wear masks now, we did not. And so then, you know, you grind off your image and then you, you etch your image and then you, you know, paper and then you roll it through the press. Oh, okay. So anything like if you, if you see something, it's a plate lithography where it's plate printed down and Mm -hmm. it looked, you know, looks like you've scratched it in. Yeah. That's what I did. Okay. And then I did mm, 100 color uh, serigraphs, which is silkscreen. Okay. Just not on Mm t-shirts. And, you know, you pull and then you do the negative image. You just keep. Photographing it, building it, building it, building mm-hmm. it. Gotcha. So, and I did that and then in, ended up doing, you know, photography and then being on the other side of the camera. And mm-hmm. then once, I think, again, I think it all folds in on each other. I think so. Because if you're in fashion, it doesn't matter what you are in, there's something that implodes on each other. Oh, yeah. keep like, you know, <laughs> making builds. all these layers. Mm-hmm. Like a flower. Yes. Photography is interesting. I took. Um, a black room or dark room photography class in high school mm-hmm. after I'd been playing around with my dad's mm. 2000 digital camera. And then I took a dark room class and that is something else. Love it. I do too, but yeah. it's something else. So my youngest son, well, I have one in film and television that mm-hmm. lives in LA, my oldest, um, Trevor. And then my youngest, Cameron, is an architect in upstate New York. Okay. He's also very much into photography and anything that creates and designs. Mm-hmm. 
And he has this tube that he was developing photos, photographs, when he was home visiting at Christmas in the bathtub. And you don't have to have anything. He just, it, it's all twisted in there. And then yes, that's what hangs we hangs them up and it's crazy. And so he, when he's on the road, he can just develop film. Mm-hmm. If he's, he did a around the United States thing for Cornell um, a grant program. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he did. You know, I didn't take photography. I've been on the other side of the camera and I've worked on so many movie sets mm-hmm. and I've been a um, script supervisor on movies. I've just always been around the industry. Mm-hmm. Once you're in, in it, you never leave. In the newsroom, the quickest way to evacuate a room is to bring in a camera. <laughs> and that's the quickest way to get me like, oh, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, and then I just, there's, I don't know. There's just something, there's something magical about a microphone mm-hmm. in radio. You can be whoever you want. Same thing in front of the camera, but it's a little more telling. Mm-hmm. Because you have, can see body language. Yeah. You can you, you want to act but not act. And and I just had my first experience of I was Mother Ginger in the Nutcracker this year. Last year and I'll be this year again. Okay. And I love the honestly, a costume transforms you. Mm-hmm. If you like I can easily see why theater is is a passion of so many. Mm-hmm. You're yourself, but you're not. Yeah. Everything that's in here, all the personalities mm-hmm. that are stuck in here, just fly out. Mm-hmm. I did competitive dance for 12 years. Talk about dressing up and acting on stage. Love it. And I, I loved it too, but that was... I pushed myself when I was in middle school to compete solo. And I did solo tap dance for three years. And the hardest part of all of that was I had always been so Mm self-conscious and my dance teacher bless her pushed me every week in our Mm -hmm. lessons to just like come out a little bit more come out a little bit more come out a little bit more and it was really scary and really hard especially for like a 13 year old with like glasses and acne all over her Uh face but I'm so glad I did those 12 years of dance because now like stuff like that you can face anything yeah well, it's, it was a way to make you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. I, at my age, I still have a hard time believing in myself. Like I, mm-hmm. I thought tonight, what could I possibly, I'm, I'm not very interesting. What could I possibly offer? Oh, I beg to differ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's just, what is your memoir going to be called? You know, it's like, oh. I had that so. question in my jar at one point. This is my jar full of questions, which oh, we'll play okay. with in a little bit. And I can't remember if I kept it in there or not, uh-huh. but one of my questions in there used to be, the name of my autobiography would be... <laughs> You're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. the, the one way I think is a fun way to get the name of your autobiography, your memoir, mm-hmm. is your last text. Oh, man. What would mine be? <laughs> Mine would be... I played this with my two co-hosts. Oh, yes. And it was hilarious. So we'll talk about that whenever whenever you get there. Mine would be... If we're going strictly by last text I sent, it would be 13 nothing unbelievable. 
See? Because that <laughs> is what the score of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team's World Cup opening game was today. It was 13 nothing. See? Maybe that should be. You can always, you can always relate. I'll have to shake because it was like both of the, Eric and Gary were like, ay, ay, ay. And I was like, no, seriously, that was my last text to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I guess. What's the, what's the craziest? I think I'm just not through doing crazy yet. That's okay. I think I'm just not through. And when I say crazy, I'm just uh, I'm not finished. You know, I, I just always find another adventure. I think I just can't. If it was possible to do interdimensional travel, mm-hmm. I would do it. <laughs> if, like, Ant, if Ant-Man were a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I could jump, I would jump. I might want to come back for a second, but I would jump and mm-hmm. I would I would keep doing that. If I could go, if they said, um, so interesting. I talked to yesterday, Dr. Uh, June Scobie Rogers. Mm-hmm. So her husband, her she's remarried, but her former husband, Dick Scobie, was killed on the Challenger. Mm-hmm. And she lives here mm-hmm. in Chattanooga. And she's very much, of course, she founded the space, the Challenger space. Uh, Center for Education, mm-hmm. and there's a UTC thing, and, and she's not sure how old she is, but she's obviously a mother mm-hmm. figure to me. I had the most wonderful conversation with her, mm-hmm. and she said she would go too. Space, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the way you have to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to be at ninety. I want to be. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, otherwise I just don't get it. Right. I heard something on a podcast the other day that there, or maybe it was on the radio. Anyway, there was something I heard the other day about NASA opening space up to like tourists and you can be a space tourist. Isn't that interdimension travel? <laughs> Interdimensional <laughs> travel. It's like, I'm just a tourist. I'm just here for a second. <laughs> but like, I, that, I was, I was like driving to work thinking it. like, that's awesome. But how much does it cost? What do you have to do to, like, train? Because you can't just be like, oh, sure, I'll go to space. Like, Why? What? Not. Wouldn't you need, like, special training to, like, know everything? How long does that take? I don't know. (laughs) Stick a spacesuit on me. Let's see how it goes. (laughs) I mean, I'm willing to learn, but. Uh, We we actually, we're such nerds. Big 95.3, Carrie, Beth, and Eric. We're such nerds. We read about quantum physics <laughs> when we're not on air. No, seriously. Like, we, we just play, like, you know, whatever, some Wet Willie song, you know, weekend, YMCA or something. And then we're like, ooh, did you see this about the black holes? So if you have two black holes and they're <laughs> rotating against each other, that could mean that the wormhole going through, you know, the, all of this cool stuff. <laughs> Space, it blows my mind. So does the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's where eventually my eternity. I, w- I want to be under the ocean forever. Mm-hmm. I've been watching it. Blue Planet and Planet Earth and all those things on Netflix. And I always, like any episode that's not about the ocean, I skip it and come back to it later. Mm-hmm. Because I am both completely fascinated and completely terrified by the ocean. Isn't that great though? Mm-hmm. Same thing about space. Yep. 
completely fascinated, completely terrified. Same thing about climbing. Like, I am terrified. You can't pay me enough money to rock climb, say, you know, how uh, Alex Honnold did mm-hmm. El Capitan. You, you cannot, there's not enough money. It's right up there with karaoke for me. <laughs> there's not enough money in the world to make me do that. Mm-hmm. However, you stick me in a submarine and I will be happy to go 36,000 feet down. You put a tank on my back, and I will be more than happy to go see what's under there. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to get me on that rock. And I think it's just, I love to skydive. I would love to be certified. I've, I've been multiple times, mm-hmm. but never enough to actually be certified. I wanted to get my pilot's license by the time I was 40. I didn't, so I was a flight attendant for five years. Oh, yeah, that's, I did that too. I was a flight attendant for Delta Okay. for five years. What was the most interesting place you went to while you were a flight attendant? Absolutely, hands down, uh, probably the Japan-Korea flight. Uh, granted, this was in 1987, mm-hmm. and this was before 9-11. Mm-hmm. There were uh, not a lot of restrictions, except the fact I couldn't wear earrings bigger than a dime. And I had to wear navy or nude hose. Okay. I got written up for both. But anyway, <laughs> that being the case, there you go. Miss Fuck the System, mm-hmm. art major. It's like, mm-mm. <laughs> Little bit of a problem. <laughs> it's the 80s. My earrings going to be bigger than time. <laughs> but I, I think um, I was living in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I was based in D- Dallas. Okay. So I had to fly. I had to drive from Boulder catch a plane at Stapleton, fly to Dallas, mm-hmm. catch my flight. Mm-hmm. So when I did Japan, Korea, then I flew to Portland, mm-hmm. then flew to Japan and Korea. And that was, that was, that was incredible. I went mm-hmm. to Germany like seven times. I didn't do a lot. I did a lot of, I mean, I wasn't thinking about five years. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of seniority there, <laughs> but um, you know, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. And again, just adventure, just as long as I can keep moving forward you know i'd be a great house flipper i'd be a great mm-hmm. you know innkeeper i would be i just um that's why i like the show that we do mm-hmm. it's different every day mm-hmm. i've noticed that i know i you know just take care of my children when i'm in there <laughs> for five hours with gary pool and eric foster <laughs> hi guys hey <laughs> shout out <laughs> But I also have a show on Easy 106.9 mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Yep, you were telling me from about that. From 2 to 7. Mm-hmm. So that's when I get my my other voice. Yes. You know? <laughs> the jazz voice. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so. Um, this has been so interesting yeah. already. Let's I know, and we didn't even get much much into like all of the fun things to do around Chattanooga, like oh, being we'll addicted to thrifting. And So where do you go thrift shopping here? Uh... Not a lot of places because number one, Goodwill is independently owned. Mm-hmm. So the good ones seem to be in Orange County, California. That makes sense. And uh, Upper East Side, New York. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the Jewish Federate Jewish Women's Federation mm-hmm. up by Central Park. Okay, has their own thrift store. All the families, you know, the older ones that have been in their Central Park apartment for a mm-hmm. hundred years. That's where their stuff goes, and it is amazing and i have actually argued with a lady over a purse at <laughs> up at side goodwill i stood there until 5 30 until closing time it's like are you going to get that 
She was like, do you want it? And I was like, yes, I did. Like another shopper? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> At Goodwill. In New York. And my husband was just going like, oh, are we going to dinner? Or like, I'm working here. Yes. It reminds me of that Friends episode where they're shopping for Monica's wedding dress. And they go to the, like, the thrifty bride store. And then Monica and this other lady have this, like, feud over the uh-huh. dress. Reminds me of that. Oh, yeah. I've been there. But but here, I would say um, Northside Neighborhood House. Okay. Uh, North Shore's a great one. Uh, Coscloth. Okay. Where's that? MLK. It's uh, next to Grassroots uh, from Cancun's. It's in that okay. uh, UTC area. Um, they have a lot of boutique stuff that mm-hmm. come in. Um, good prices. Hit or miss. Um I, okay, so uh, full disclosure, I have on a 1964 Beatles, um, just Hard Day's Night uh, t-shirt Low that I got for a dollar. Very nice. Um, Saturday at Goodwill thrift store. Basically, like I'm addicted. Day. Thank you. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I'm kind of addicted to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to California in July and going by myself to, to see my son. And, and one thing I just said, I'm just telling you right now. I'm going to Orange County. And he said, well, you know, it's like two hours away. I said, I don't care. I'm leaving at 6 a.m. I'm going to Orange County. I got, I got to get my thrift in. I got to thrift. Mama's got to thrift. Yep. I've been to, what is it, like America's Thrift Mart or America's mm. Thrift Store, whatever it is over in Hickson. It. Yeah. Mm. The, I think for some reason here, now there's some good ones in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I also like consignment stores. Mm-hmm. I'm wherever I can find the coolest clothes mm-hmm. and for for the best deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be. So I buy my vintage Hawaiian stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy vintage Hawaiian dresses and shirts and things at uh, Merchants on Main. Okay, so good to know. Yep, great, 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 great. I've been known to hit a couple of. Matter of fact, I went to a family wedding in Austin a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and uh, spent an entire afternoon. was almost late to the party because I was thrifting at Buffalo Exchange. <laughs> Do I have a problem? <laughs> there are worse problems you could have <laughs> than spending $10. <laughs> I got all of this. For like 10 new outfits. Yes. <laughs> Let's start playing with the jar. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know all about the jar, but for new listeners, uh, this is my mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper and right. fun little questions for right. us. put on my reading glasses. I like your glasses. Oh, thanks. Well, I have several. I have actually glasses I wear all the time, but they make me like trifocals. So now oh. they have me in trifocals and they make me like dizzy. <laughs> it's like bit. I get, I start getting this headache and everything's like, wah, wah. So mm-hmm. I have to just put on my cheap ones. The first thing I eat and or drink in the morning. Ooh, coffee. How do you drink your coffee? I drink it with just a touch of soy creamer. Okay. I, just a touch, just to make it a certain color mm-hmm. that I know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And it goes in a Yeti all the way to the top. Yes. 1,000%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, water is the first thing I drink, mm-hmm. actually. But um, I'm trying to do the drink a glass of water before my coffee in the morning thing. With lemon. With lemon. Yes. Yes. I it's give myself, like, a 60% success rate. That's better than zero. Which is progress. No. Um, but I do coffee, and I do a half a packet of stevia and almond milk. Nice. Can't do the almond milk in my coffee at all. I'm, 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 I'm giving it a go on the next, because I told you I was going to California. Mm-hmm. Staying in Santa Monica. I decided to give the keto thing a go just, you know, to, like, make everything, mm-hmm. you know. How is keto going? 
well, it's been about uh, eight hours. It seems like it's going pretty good. Fair enough. So far, so good. Actually, uh, dinner will be the first meal. Nice. Yeah. Just eat a lot of avocados and cheese. My two favorite foods besides french fries and champagne. <laughs> can find a way to make french fries work on yeah. keto. All right, yeah. you pick. Okay. Uh, let's go, let's go deep. Like the ocean. Yes. I like this, whatever this blue one is. I'm going there. Go for it. There we go. Oh, yeah. What are you watching on Hulu and or Netflix right now? I don't have Hulu. I don't either. But I'm a Netflix freak. Me so. too. Okay, yay. <laughs> what did you just finish? I just finished New Girl. Oh. So I started, I first tried watching it a, a year-ish ago and mm -hmm. I didn't really get into it. I made it through like three and a half seasons and then I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. And then... One of my best friends, hi Caroline, this one's for you. Um, <laughs> she convinced me, it's like, just give it another try because mm -hmm. she loved it. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll give it another try. Mm -hmm. And I loved it mm -hmm. until the last season, if you could even call it a season, because it was only like six episodes and you could tell they were just trying to like tie up loose ends before yeah. they got cut. I hated the last episode, loved everything up until the last season. Do you think being in the business, and I feel I'm this way. Okay, I've been a scripty, which is, for those who don't know, um, it's basically the script supervisor or continuity supervisor. Mm -hmm. So if anything has a hole in it, I'm going to find it. Yep. That's something that um, just being a, all right, I'm a super type A personality. Mm -hmm. So um, everything has to be just so. Um, I just finished the OA. Okay. Talking about in you know uh, dimensional travel, mm -hmm. so you know uh, jumping from uh, the theory is yes, it's fiction. I get that, <laughs> um, but but that um, there's no really afterlife, but that that we're on different dimensions, mm -hmm. and you that there is another dimension with another you mm -hmm. and another me, but somewhere in life you could have chosen a different path. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't get on that bus. Maybe I didn't get on that plane. Maybe I stayed. Whatever it is, that determines where you are. But mm -hmm. everything else is sort of parallel. Mm -hmm. So you can jump like that. And, to, and it like was, was a lot of holes. Brad Pitt was the executive producer, which kind of surprised me. <laughs> there was a lot of holes in the situation. But the whole concept was super awesome to me. That is not what my husband liked. He went upstairs and watched golf on his <laughs> iPad. Um, but we, you know, right now there's a, some cooking show that we're watching. But um, we're always, you know, I was into Ozark. Mm -hmm. I was into, you know, any of those really, um, mm -hmm. Luther, just like any yeah. of the really ones where you're like, ah, my brain's twisted. I just I'm started. Obsessed. <laughs> I just started watching Dead to Me, the new oh, one. Oh, we saw with... it all. Oh, Okay, yes. so I'm only like five episodes in. Okay. But it reminds me a lot of Desperate Housewives. Yes. Um, now, I will say, so you know how husband um, does not watch, say, the OA mm -hmm. every night. It was like, let's watch another Dead to Me. Let's watch another Dead to Me. And then, and then we get through with one. He was like, well, you want to watch one more? <laughs> yes. So And it ends um, at a certain period. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you know. That's the one thing when these limited series, it's like, what? Stop. What? 
Mm-hmm. Like, there's way more I need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's way more information here. Um, so, what I don't what do, what is it that you don't like about Netflix? Um, not like about the programming. There's something that really annoys me. So, like when I first started watching Netflix like regularly, mm-hmm. which was a few years ago. I noticed a lot of the, like, Netflix originals mm-hmm. opened with, like, sex scenes and just, like, mm. dove right in. And I was just like, okay, is this going to be Netflix's thing? Um, and it didn't, like, annoy me or anything, but I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, okay. It was just a pattern that I noticed. Um, but as far as, like, original programming? What I don't like, like, one of my favorites was uh, Grace and Frankie. Frank Haven't and watched it yet. Okay. Heard good things. Here's the problem. You get addicted and you go, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to watch this. Ooh, I'm going to get up on a Saturday, I'm going to watch another episode, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to watch this. And you get to the final, say, uh, season, episode eight, season three. And then you find out, oh, well, season four won't start until 2020. And I'm going, what? Oh, like Game of Thrones. Are you kidding me? 2020? It's like February 2019. Mm-hmm. How can I wait till 2020? Mm-hmm. That's what bothers me. Like I, my brain, I can't, I've, I will have already watched 20 other things by now. You need to keep feeding me. Yep. Or I need to just slow the heck down. Mm-hmm. Or like House of Cards, they used to do that when they would just drop the whole season at once and people would binge it in like a day or two. Yeah. And it's like, now I have to wait a year? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, that, I can't, we dropped all our cable and that's. We basically, you know, kind of cut the cord. I mean, you can't enjoy golf and tennis and then, like, actually cut the cord. So. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't for get the most part, you can. <laughs> um, Speaking of tennis, Rafa Nadal just won his 12th French Open. I know. I'm a hockey fan. It's not hockey, but it's good. <laughs> we got one more time, see. St. Louis Blues. Now we have to go back oh, to Boston. Oh, game seven. Yep. <laughs> Who are you so. rooting for? You know, the very first pro hockey game I ever saw was St. Louis Blues. They've never won a Stanley Cup. Right. So I've been in Colorado where we had the abs. Mm-hmm. Love Predators, been to games, love, love, love. A hockey is probably one of those things I can watch with one eye open and mm-hmm. I still like it, you know. <laughs> Tennis, I have to be all there. Yep. Golf, I have to be just kind of sitting on the couch. <laughs> Football, I could take it or leave it. I mm-hmm. know. I'm the South. That's blasphemous. That's, you know, I'm a non-football religion person. Um, baseball, yikes. I just, Baseball's hard. I just don't get the strategy. I like... I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend. If there's any lookout players, love the game, but I just, it's not my thing. I like baseball when I'm at the game, but watching it on TV is really difficult. Because, again, apparently there's yeah. a strategy that I'm not getting. Right. Horse racing? Now, that's something I can get my mind around. And if I were rich, I think I might own a racehorse. I really do. I think that that would be something I actually showed earlier in another in my life. <laughs> I uh, showed Western Pleasure. So I was a quarter horse rider. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in Texas. Moved to Colorado where I started showing. Mm-hmm. And um, so... I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. The whole like, just you know, and mm-hmm. you not you know. So we just watched the uh, Preakness. Yep. The other day, but yeah, tennis, Nadal. Yeah, all right. He's clay court, Nadal. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he's one of my favorites. I remember watching his very first French Open when I was Girls? a kid. Who, do you have a favorite theme? Do you do you prefer men's tennis over women's tennis? Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, I'm tennis agnostic. I like them both as long as it's a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, Nadal and Federer will always be my two favorite men. Mm-hmm. Um, though I do have a soft Classic. spot for Andre Agassi. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, he's aged well. He has. Now, this is coming from somebody. You're young. I'm old. It's like, hmm, yeah, he's aged well. As far as the women go, I respect the hell out of the Williams sisters. Oh. Serena and Venus, respect the hell out of them. But she's a machine. Oh, yeah. She's um, got a temper, but she's a machine. Yeah. I love Maria Sharapova. Yeah. I remember watching her win her first Wimbledon against Serena Williams. When they thought she wasn't all that. They right. thought, oh, is she too overrated? Mm-hmm. Ah, Mm-mm. Um, Maria Sharapova. Um, I like Madison Keys from the States. Yeah. She's great. I like her um, who else do I follow? I get in the habit of, especially on the women's side, mm-hmm. following players who have like one good year and then mm-hmm. do nothing for five years and then have like another Cinderella run. So like Jeannie Bouchard, she had a really big win of, back in like 2013, 2014, and then mm-hmm. has kind of been like, eh, since then. But we're going to have to go to the courts. Well, there's no clay court, but there's some courts around. Mm-hmm. We'll have to hit it around. We can't get on the ice and hit the puck, slap the puck around. So why don't we just go? Yeah. <laughs> this summer, we should get together and just. I did play in high school. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played since then. Uh oh. But... <laughs> if you had to tell me that, I would have been going, what? I, I don't know. I suck. I play at it. Like, I, I sell my golf clubs because, mm-hmm. you know, if I can't use my kick, if I can't use my foot wedge every time I play, I'm just no good. <laughs> <laughs> and if every hole is not to the left of where I hit it, yep, I'm no good. Right. That's actually the right. All right. Let's go for another orange one. Okay. What's your favorite breakfast food? Ooh. Um, not big on breakfast. But I will say, um, having been in, I can eat anything for breakfast, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big, my, my husband makes breakfast every weekend, breakfast, brunch. I would say my, if I were to order it, huevos rancheros. I just had the huevos rancheros at Feed <laughs> Company a few oh, days ago. Oh, I haven't been there to have it. It's quite good. <gasps> I never had it. I usually just get biscuits and gravy when I go there because... It's a go-to. It's classic. Yeah. But I had had so many friends tell me, it's so good. You have to try it. I finally bit the bullet and I did it. Mm. See, I can eat anything. Anybody who is a uh, morning newser knows that when you get up at 2.30, mm-hmm. 3 in the morning, by about 8 o'clock, it's lunchtime. Yep. And I we're eating, you know, spaghetti soup. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, it doesn't matter what you're eating. Um at work now, they tease me. I take a superfood muffin. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's like a grated uh, vegetable superfood muffin. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a half of an avocado. But apparently for the next month, I'm taking a shake. So, but you know, we do the We Try Wednesday. Yep. I was just thinking so, about that. And so we had fun doing it where I've eaten everything from cricket tacos to sea snails. This is not escargot. This is snails the size of your thumb. Mm-hmm. And they come out of the shell. Ew. Yeah, um, I've eaten some pretty crazy stuff. Century eggs. Uh, oh gosh, I got a little nauseous just thinking about that. 
<laughs> yeah, they're fermented for two months. <laughs> and they're black. Ew. They don't taste very good. No. It's some some of the worst stuff I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like Fear Factor. A little bit. Gosh, I miss that show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it the other day for the first Let's time bring in it back. years. <laughs> Um, my favorite breakfast food, my friends are going to make fun of me so much for this, but I own it. I love avocado toast. Do you put radishes or sprouts? Sometimes. If I order it, awesome. if I order it at a restaurant, I'm not going to take it off. But if I make it at home, I do sprouted green bread, half an avocado and goat cheese and olive oil. Oh, look at you and drizzling the olive oil. I stole Sounds that awesome. from a cafe in Nashville where I had avocado toast there and they did it. The bread they had was like an inch thick. Yeah. Um, and they put like a whole avocado on it and then goat cheese, chili flakes, and olive oil. So when Revelator, did you ever go to Revelator? Once. Okay. They had pretty good avocado toast. I heard. I believe. Doesn't uh, Daily Ration? Mm-hmm. They have it. They do. I haven't had it there. I haven't either. We make it at home. Well, we're gluten-free mm-hmm. at home. So we, we do the gluten-free bread. But um, if you shred um, radishes mm-hmm. on top, that's pretty what, darn good. Um, a little squirt of lemon juice and a little bit of pepper. I'm going to try the olive oil, though. That's what Kenny's does. They do the radishes and lemon juice. Oh. Well, I didn't know that. I haven't had it at Kenny's. I have seen pictures of it, and everyone says it's good. We have to go to Kenny's. I haven't, I haven't been... I haven't been to Kenny's. Their fried chicken biscuit is also very good. Do you see where uh, there was a movie shooting or something was shooting today at St. John's? Really? Yeah. They had everything blacked out and a big movie truck and all the equipment. It was a big equipment truck. No, I uh, missed ga- I've worked, yeah. So mm-hmm. ga- it, there was something big going on in there because they've also done it at Longhorn. Have you ever eaten at Longhorn? No. But the one right, it's the pretty, one right it's on pretty, North Market. It's pretty, um, it's pretty much of a staple greasy spoon. <laughs> I've been there twice. Um, but they did a, they shot there. It's an amazing uh, place, I think, to shoot a movie scene. Mm-hmm. Because it hasn't changed. Right. Everything, including the dust, is still in there. <laughs> so when you, so they had like five pop-up tents and, of course, all the monitors. And so I go, that's, that's a decent production right mm-hmm. there. That's awesome. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Pick so one. Oh, pick one. Um, let's go for the pink one. Oh. Who is was your favorite boy band? I had a I had a poster of David Cassidy and Bobby Sherman <laughs> on my wall. So my first album on vinyl was the Beatles. Okay. So I will have to say Revolver. Oh, one of the better ones. And I, the same birthday when I was 10, that was a big year for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got Revolver and the first Led Zeppelin. Led oh, Zeppelin one. Yes. My grand, my grandmother did not know what she was getting me. She asked the, <laughs> she asked the little sales girl at TGNY, what, are girls listening to right now. And those are the two she gave them. So that's how I was interested. I went from Walt Disney to Led Zeppelin. I grew up on Led Zeppelin. My dad <laughs> Led Zeppelin. So my kids did too. So so those were my first my first two albums. And then I, I also listened to the monkeys. <gasps> I grew up on the monkeys. See, boy band. Is he mm-hmm. now we we went all of a sudden we went to, you know, 
whatever, Backstreet. But I would say I had a monkey sweatshirt. I loved the monkeys. I had, I'm wearing the Beatles right now. So I'd say Beatles, Beatles and the monkeys. I'm a believer will be played at my wedding. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. I almost played that on my easy show, I think, just because I wanted something a little more up, stepped up for mm-hmm. um, sort of going into the 6 p.m. hour. Yep. I kind of I, I try to do that. I completely changed my show from mm-hmm. what they have already in there. But, um, yeah, you know, going back, old school boy bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, Backstreet Boys, that's fine. But let's get Monkeys. Let's get um, Beatles. Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. They were a boy band, weren't they, back in the day? I mean, Kinda, Rolling sorta. Stones was a boy band yeah. back in the day. I mean, they started when they were, what, 20 or yeah. something? So they're basically a boy band. So, you know, so they're 74. <laughs> they're still a boy band. Yeah. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is the Smash Mouth version of I'm a Believer. No. It's like the... No. I will say probably Weezer's version of Africa if Africa can be good, is, yeah. um, if I hear Toto Africa w- one more time, and I can promise you I'll hear it one more time tomorrow <laughs> and the next day. I was going to say, how many, and the next day. how many requests do you get for that song a week? None. None. But we play it because we play anything that was a top 10 between, mm-hmm. say, like 70 to, say, 95 or 9. Okay. It was a hard go to get them to think of classics in the 90s. It's like, wait a minute. My son, born in 91, Mm -hmm. that's part of your audience. Or if you're a girl, Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, 29, 20, you know, 30 to 54, that's your audience. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird that it was a long time ago. Right? (laughs) So... It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I can I can hear something from 1976, and I it puts me right back in my 1972 Mustang. Mm-hmm. Probably going a little too fast. <laughs> you know, I I can tell you where I was, what the air smelled like, what the lake looked like, everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that that'll be the same way for you, mm-hmm. especially with that song. Yep, I every now and then have to remind myself that like it's 2019 and the 90s weren't just like two years ago. Right. Because it was just <laughs> yesterday. Right. And wait until you're 59 and 1976 was honestly, it was yesterday mm-hmm. because you still feel young inside. Your your hands may be a little more veiny and, you know, Lord knows I'm trying to keep up whatever's, you know, <laughs> falling down. You know, I mean, I guess if I, if I had the money, I'd probably prop it up just a little more. <laughs> but um, I think that it's just, and you know what's really amazing? If you talk to someone older, mm-hmm. say like, uh, talk to someone 90, what they listened to in the 1940s or whatever was like yesterday to them. And that is um, when you talk to somebody with Alzheimer's, if you are communicating and you put on earphones for them and it's what they listen to as a teenager, they perk up. Mm-hmm. It's like yesterday. It is. So music, it really brings us back to wherever we are. I will always forget you mentioned Led Zeppelin. The first song I ever slow danced to was Stairway to Heaven. Oh, that was the theme of my prom. That was my (laughs) eighth grade dance in middle school. And every single time I hear that song, the only thing I can think about is slow dancing at the eighth grade dance in my middle school. (laughs) That, That was the theme to my senior prom. 
we had a, a lift that went from the sidewalk all the way up to this. We, we held it in a World War II uh, community center. It was mm-hmm. built uh, just right during World War II. And so they revamped, redesigned it every year. And a lift took us up from the street to the pearly gates. Oh. Where the pearly gates opened. Now, this was a parent's interpretation of Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> Everything was like heaven in there. I was like, is this really the way? I don't think this is really what they meant, but that's okay. Where's the punch? Probably (laughs) not. Oh, yeah. Let's do one more each. I'm going to do a green one. Mm -hmm. What was your dream job as a child? Holy moly. Mine was a meteorologist. What changed it? So... I was a weather nerd as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened. I just happened to like turn on the weather channel one day and there was like a tornado outbreak or something. And I just happened to start watching that. And then I would just like unironically watch the weather channel for fun as like an eight year old. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, I'm going to be a meteorologist. Well, then I realized meteorology is a lot of math and science. Oh. Two things I am neither good at nor do I really want to put time and effort into being good at them so I can do the weather thing. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I should find something else. And then I was like, oh, I'll just be a broadcast journalist. So I started thinking about journalism and like TV reporter and that kind of stuff. And then I did the, oh, what was it called? It was like a journalism program in DC one summer in high school. And I realized I really didn't like being on camera or like doing Mm. any of that kind of stuff. But I love the behind the scenes and like the relationships and all that stuff. So then in college, I did PR Mm -hmm. and now I work in marketing and now I have a podcast. So I'm still in broadcast. Yeah, you're still (laughs) doing it. (laughs) I'm just not talking about hurricanes and tornadoes. Yeah, you know, um, I think I always had a huge interest in the arts. Mm -hmm. Um. Always. I was always a performer. I was a cheerleader. I was, um, my favorite time in high school was being the mascot Mm -hmm. for the school. I was totally silly. So I think that that was always sort of, you know, in my DNA. My, my dad is um, 86. Mm -hmm. He is still a practicing dentist five days a week. Um, he had in his mind that he thought I would probably take over his practice. Mm-hmm. I started at 14. I've always had a job. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm an only child. Me too. But I'm not, um, I've always had a job because I've, much to his dismay, had, <laughs> you know, you need to be studying. No, I need to go to work, you know. So so it's always been something like that. Um, I think if I had been, I don't believe that I was probably, I've met, my kids were more mature at 18 than I was at 24. And it may have been the 84 versus now. I don't know really <laughs> what it is. We had no cell phones. We didn't have any of this technology mm-hmm. stuff. So I think I was allowed to um, explore and by my own allowance, be an adventurer. And I think that I would have been, had I had my together, I would have been a marine biologist. Oh, living in Hawaii? I would have I would think that that's something. Now, in my 30s, I went back to college and I took as an art major, I didn't take any because they said I had to be a pre-med major. Mm-hmm. I just went straight into studio art and mm-hmm. graphic design. 
So I took all of my science courses, microbiology, chemistry, one and two, and biology, one and two, for science majors. And I aced all but the first semester of chemistry. That I had friends in college who were like science majors, and they said the first semester of chem was the hardest class they took all four years. I mean, I it, my high school chemistry was a joke. So I think I could have done that. Mm-hmm. But at 34, nah, okay, I've got an audition in like, you know, 30 minutes. And I was working for um, the orthodontist. And I had my own orthodontic lab where I made, um, let's see, this is how it comes around. As an art major, I had my own orthodontic lab. As my dad was a dentist and mm-hmm. orthodontics and did, uh, he was mainly an oral, sur- oral surgeon. Um, I was able to make all of the the things that they put, the, the appliances that they put mm-hmm. in your mouth, the RPEs, which is what breaks your palate. Yep. I made all of that. Oh. I made retainers. I made everything you can think of. So that ability to be an artist. Fine motor with skills. With wire and with everything else. I had that orthodontic lab for, gosh, two years. And it was, um, I just had both my full-time job and that and two small kids. I just mm-hmm. couldn't do it all. Right. So, so yeah, I've painted murals on the sides of buildings. Like, <laughs> so there's always something going on. Mm-hmm. As someone who has had her fair share of orthodontics, <laughs> I know how all of those things are. <laughs> I had everything short of headgear. Wow. Yeah, my, my dad doesn't use headgear. My, my uh, the orthodontist I did, I've worked for did. Mm-hmm. So I miss that, but I had everything else leading up to it. So what are you going to explore this weekend? Did you see who is going to be at nightfall? Oh, it's just like, are you, are you, are you like cool with like the cure and all of that? Mm-hmm. They, they sound kind of like they them. do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of exploring to be done. Oh yeah. I'm hoping the weather's nice. Hopefully. On Saturday. It should be, because my boyfriend's birthday Saturday, and I want to do something outside. Well, if it well, isn't, we'll just nice. go thrifting. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I've got that big space above my couch, mm-hmm. and I've been wanting to do a gallery wall with it. Mm-hmm. And I started buying some frames at, like, Michael's or Hobby Lobby, and then someone told me, you know, why don't you just go to an antique store and get some, like, fun, quirky ones? And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a great idea. So I and then just frame whatever art. Yeah, just get all different kinds of frames. You could even do one where it's just a frame within a frame. Yep. And just do that, and then um, buy just buy thrift store art. And mm-hmm. I my art has come from everywhere, from myself to thrift store to paying for it. There's nothing to actually having the art gallery and having an artist that didn't pick up his art. Mm-hmm. Well, how did it end up in my house? I don't know. <laughs> it's mine. I liked it. So, yeah. Yeah, that happens. All right, one more. Okay. I'm kind of a blue girl, so I'm going to have to go down there because I like Ma- the ocean. Matches your jacket. I like the ocean. All right. Get my old lady glasses on. <laughs> What's on your summer bucket list? Mine is to finally go to Lula Lake. I have not been in the almost four years I have lived here. It Uh has been on my summer to-do list since I moved here. Mm -hmm. I've not done it yet. Man, mine's just to get my shit together. Um, (laughs) I keep every day. What is it? Every day I wake up and I go, come on, girl. (laughs) You're too old for this. Um, 
I don't know. I think summer bucket list. I'm, it's going to sound corny, and I think that's why I didn't want to say it. I really <laughs> want to go visit both my kids. You said they're in New York and California? Upstate New York. I have a 26-year-old that's an architect mm -hmm. in, outside of Ithaca. Okay. And um, he's actually about uh, four hours from Montreal, Canada. Ooh. And in, up in Trumansburg. And he bought a couple... This is not even, this has been about a year and a half. He bought a 200-year-old church when he moved up there. And so he has been renovating it for a little over a year. That's cool. And um, it's uh, quite the project. But he, he works up there, and it's just gorgeous up there. Mm -hmm. They have so many wineries. And then in July, I'm going to see the, my older son, Trevor, and he lives in L.A. Um, and he is in the film and television business. So I'll go, it's I'll in go the see family. him. It is. <laughs> And you know what? He came about, interestingly, we used to model together. Um, he was a child model, I mean, when he was like six months old, just for fun, took him mm -hmm. to an agency. And so he used to do quite a bit, and then we were able to do some stuff together mm -hmm. because I was working as well. Um, the reason why I could do all of it is because I had a two-hour lunch break mm -hmm. at my dental office that I worked, and so I could go on auditions. And so I would, you know, they would let me off, and, and so it was fine. Um I really think that I wish my 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 long term bucket list is just to um, figure out how I can afford to do nothing. <laughs> Aren't we all for real? Like I'm trying to figure out how I can afford to do nothing. I don't know. I still think my I still think I'm going to end up running a bed and breakfast somewhere. I I don't know why that keeps coming. Like every time I think, I go, "Ooh, I'll come back to that." Think, I'll come back to that. It keeps coming back. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. That's that's my bucket list is... And getting in shape. Now, I know, I know. It's not it's not even a New Year's resolution, but I can't figure out... Like, I've always been a big runner, and I can't figure out how getting older... It really upsets me. I can't figure out why my knees started hurting. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really having, like, kind of to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Where I've always just gone out. It's like, I'll run four miles. And I go out and I run like two or three. And I was like, why are my knees hurting for the mm -hmm. next two days? That's something that's really bothered me. Yeah. Figure all that out. Just, yeah. Just, you know, really get back into being athletic, mm -hmm. I guess. One of my 2019 goals was to get my splits back from where I used to be able to do my splits when I was a dancer. Mm -hmm. Would that be yoga? Yoga and just like stretching every night before I go to bed. Yeah, that is. I just don't stretch enough. I've gotten better. My splits aren't there yet. I was always better on my right side than my left because right's my dominant side. But whew, I forgot I forgot how hard splits are. And I don't know why my mind went from splits to Naughty Cat Cafe. <laughs> this is the way my mind works. I'm so sorry. I, sometimes I apologize because I do this on the show too. I'm like, ding, ding. And like, I just like... I, I, the whole train just went off the track. I But because you're sitting there and your beautiful gray cat is behind you, you're talking about doing the splits. I immediately <laughs> went to goat yoga and kitten yoga. Oh, my gosh. And then I went to what is there to explore in Chattanooga. And this is all while I'm paying attention to what mm -hmm. you're saying. I, this is just the way my mind is. So then I went to Naughty Cat Cafe which is amazing that they, out of, what, 78 days in business, they've adopted out 68 cats or mm -hmm. some odd like that. 
Have you been there? Not yet. So here's my thing with like kitten yoga and cat cafes. I love animals to death. Oh, you'll come home with 10 of them. I will. And I cannot afford. <laughs> this one's enough of a spoiled brat as it is. I cannot afford more than her. And she would not let me have more than one. But goat yoga, at least you know you won't come You won't come back with a goat. God, I hope <laughs> I think goat yoga would be fun. be fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're walking on your back. I know. I've seen I have to videos. find goat yoga. Um, I went Kitten to yoga. There was like all like climbing up and everything. But. I went to Barley when I was meeting. <laughs> this was months ago. I was meeting someone, I think to record a podcast at Barley. Um, and it was on a night when they had had kitten yoga and they were still there, like cleaning everything up. And I just like <laughs> walked over and was like, <gasps> and they're so small. I mean, they're like 12 week old kittens. And I just like scooped two of them up and was holding one in each hand and was just like, these are mine. Why? Like, I'm so sorry the cat I have now will not, I'm sorry, my cat, my bank account will not let me take you home. <laughs> well, he doesn't seem to, um. Faced by the whole situation. <laughs> I have I have a 10-year-old rescue dachshund. Oh. Because I couldn't stand after my other one passed away. Mm-hmm. And a year later, I, I was crying about that. I had to have a dachshund. Mm-hmm. So I rescued Doc. Oh, Doc the dachshund. Doc the dachshund. The doctor is in. He's my therapist. Oh. And um, so he comes, he comes with allergies. He comes with a snotty nose. Oh. Some probably uh, some mistreatment in mm-hmm. the past. Um, doesn't bark. Doesn't run. Just um, he's low he's, maintenance. Is. He's very low maintenance. Mm-hmm. I wish you. But were I love him, love him. Love him. Love him. Giving me a look. look. You are gorgeous. Say thank you, Maggie. That's thank like you. the perfect. Isn't it wonderful? You know when you live by yourself, or like. I actually had a dog that outgrew my apartment and mm-hmm. ended up living with my parents for 17 years. <laughs> There's one thing. Don't ever get a Siberian Husky that grows to be 120 pounds oh, when you live in a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Because the manager says, yeah, not so much. Mm-hmm. So, I, but it's just wonderful coming home to, like, mm-hmm. cozy up to your cat. I Netflix and a kitty cat or mm-hmm. Netflix and a fuzzy dachshund because mine's long hair. I got her shortly after I moved here. I knew I'd, I've had cats my whole life, so I was like, when I'm on my own and out of school, I'm when I'm out of school and on my own, I'm getting a cat. And I got her about two months after I moved here. So pretty. She picked me. She did. She jumped in my lap, curled up, went to sleep, and wouldn't get down. So I was you like, you rescued her from where? McKamey. Oh, see, that's awesome. You know, I was. I, I'm. I'm the whole thing. You know. Don't shop, adopt. That's a complete mm-hmm. thing with me. And don't even get me started on single-use plastics. Oh, man. No, really. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> and it is nothing to do with being liberal or conservative. It's just being good to the earth. And really, conservative means conservation. Mm-hmm. Really. If you're going to conserve and you're going to be tight with everything... Don't don't be using, you know, all of the single-use plastics. Mm-hmm. Canada's banning it in 2021. Mm-hmm. Britain's already doing it by, tw- what was it, 2024? Something like that. And, um, no, not us. <laughs> states, I think, is it certain cities and certain states are starting to? California not- is. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it? What's another? What, what, I was just reading the one that is. I mean, it really should be. Yeah, it was a good thought. Mm-hmm. It looked good on paper. 
but not so much. You know, even the bottled water, if they would just start putting it in cans, mm -hmm. these can be made into another can mm -hmm. in, what, 60 days? Mm -hmm. Easy there enough. You go. Yep. Right here in the United States. But not not even China. They don't even want our trash anymore. They're like <laughs> sending it back. Well, we don't want your trash. You're sending your trash to us? Yeah. Like, where are we going to put this stuff? <laughs> we don't even have room because of all the people. And so now we want, yeah. So now let's go inhabit Mars and go... Trash up Mars, I guess. I don't Why know. Not? We're already leaving stuff on the moon. Oh, but my gosh. I don't know. That's where my, I don't know. Yeah. My 60s come out or something. <laughs> they look so pretty. Well, we are going to wrap up there. Uh -huh. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. I I appreciate you even thinking about me. Yeah, of course. I didn't really think I had anything to say. <laughs> I know the guys asked me, it's like, what are you going to talk about? I was like, I don't know. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> As I said earlier, I beg to differ. <laughs> um, do you have any social media handles or pages or websites you want to plug? Um, as far as Facebook, I've been trying to, uh, my personal Facebook page, I think there's so much, Facebook's really getting on my nerves. There's been so much hate. There, mm -hmm. there, it seems to me to be an outlet for trollers to just, and these and these are trollers that I know. Mm -hmm. These are like people that I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Not okay for you to say like whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, I love the people that just joke around. And I wish I could just do that, mm -hmm. you know. And then I get all upset about single-use plastics. <laughs> so I've been trying to to really tailor that down. But I'm Beth... Um, Beth Dixon Newhoff there. Um, Dixon was my maiden name. I'm on Instagram, I love, love, love Instagram. Me too. So I'm Beth D. Newhoff. But you can always find me and all the gang on uh, either Big953FM, Instagram, Facebook, dot com. Um, you know, you can find me on easy1069.com. <laughs> um, so I kind of had two personalities. I have my morning personality and then I have my you know, before Delilah comes on at night personality. Mm -hmm. So that's actually fun to, to be, I just completely switch gears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I go, go from one genre to the other. Um, other than that, just say, Hey, when you see me around town at Blue Fox, she shop. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or flying you know, squirrel. I mean, I just, yeah, I, I always like to think I was flying under the radar, but every job I have, is in media, mm -hmm. on TV and radio. You can't fly under the now, radar. Now, how can I fly under the radar like that? <laughs> I learned that when I started this. Ay, ay, ay. All right. That concludes this episode of the Nuga Bell podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining me. I will throw your social media handles in the show notes and plug Big 95.3. Um, this has been another episode of the Nuga Bell podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you all on the next one.